0: running book reviews podcast, where we review running books to help you decide if you would like to read the book for yourself. We also hope that listening to us chat about running can keep you motivated about running or maybe inspire you to try something new. Today's book will be uh, Runner, a short story about a long run by Lizzie Hawker. And your hosts are myself, my name is Elizabeth Macrusa, and my buddy Alan, also my training partner with the Phoenix team. Uh, so this book is a memoir about how Lizzie accidentally discovered ultra trail running and her journey of self-discovery through testing her limits through running. And uh, we actually have a little bit of a different opinion on this book. So so this will be a good conversation towards the end uh, about what our thoughts are. The, the author of the book, so Lizzie, is actually quite an accomplished woman. I actually didn't. Know anything about Lizzie Hawker? And this book was—I um, read it after Alan had read it, uh, so I'm not sure how how you discovered this book. Do you
1: remember, Alan? I can't really remember how I discovered the book. I remember, perhaps reading a snippet of it from somewhere and thinking, "Oh, that sounds interesting," and I didn't really know anything about Lizzie um, before I read it. I kind of fell in love a little bit with. The way she was talking in the book, it spoke to me on an emotional level, I suppose, rather than a technical level. You know, we read technical books and go, oh, this is good. We're going (laughs) to get, we're going to be super runners once we've read this and done some of this stuff. This was more like, oh, I want to go and run. Like I'm reading this. I want to go. And at the time I was just getting into trail running. And so Lizzie was speaking to my newfound love for getting out into the, the mountains or the hills and, and running the trails. Really uh, excited to talk a little bit about this book. I'll probably kick off the um, the intro in terms of talking a little bit about Lizzie Hawker because I, I actually met her when we were, um, a friend, Guillaume and I, we went to run the Manaslu Trail Race. Um, which is in Nepal, in the Himalayan mountains. It's eight or nine days. Uh, but you guys great, were crazy there. Crazy event.
0: Yeah, you guys were there. Didn't you leave for like three
1: weeks? Yeah, because we had to go and get acclimatized. So we we, we had no altitude because we live at sea level. We, we figured we'd need to go and get acclimatized and uh, it takes you uh, a few days to get there and back. So w- we were uh, over there for about a three-week stint. Um, 10 days of which were in Kathmandu and, and, and running the Manaslu Trail. And there I met Lizzie Hawker, who by then I was kind of a groupie. Um, it was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to meet Lizzie Hawker. Oh, wow. I read her book. I loved her book. She's an incredible athlete. It'll be like, uh, you know, meeting your one of your one of your heroes.
0: Like, like if I got to meet Kara Goucher, basically. like if
1: you got to meet Kara Gaucher, which I'm sure <laughs> you'll be doing soon. Um, but you know, I was quite nervous and and Lizzie was just, just a bit of background. Lizzie was actually in, um, Katmandu, uh, helping with, uh, the the assistant at the organization for the Manaslu trail race with, uh, a good friend of hers, Richard Bull, who organizes the, the race. And, um, then they 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 go to um, Europe after that to organize the Tour de Monte Rosa, which uh, is a European uh, trail race, which Lizzie is actually the head of, and she organizes wow so, um, she was w- she, w- she was there and and as a person and, and I said, "Wow, it's really nice to meet you and I've uh, read your book and would it be okay if I took a selfie with you, you know, <laughs> doing all the groupie stuff? <laughs> um, but but surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, because super, super trail runners are, are often shy geeks, I think. Um, she She was quite an unassuming person, sort of shy, a little bit introverted, sitting quietly, calmly, just doing her work. And in fact, I said to some people, um, who we were meeting to get ready to run this trail race oh do you know do you know who that is over there and they say oh yeah that's Lizzie Hawker she's helping to organize the race I says no no that's not Lizzie Hawker helping to organize the race <laughs> that's Lizzie Hawker five times winner of the UTMB the most prestigious trail race in the in Europe
0: yeah which the and, UTMB uh, like uh, I've only learned about it I would say in the last couple of years but in the book, I think they mentioned it started in, was it 2003, the UTMB, the first year or two thousand and four Yeah, And unlike,
1: unlike any other race, to begin with, you could just, you know, send in your entry and you'd get accepted and then you'd go and run and see how you went. And uh, it very quickly became so popular that now you have to qualify and your chances of getting in, you know, are... are or subject to a lottery, uh, you might have. I know I applied uh, last year to get into the OCC and my chances were about one in four. I think the the big UTMB, the 160K ratio chances are about one in two. But Oh, uh, wow. Uh, still, I think, you know, if you, if you say a Western States, there's a trail race in, in, in North America. Everybody go. yeah, it's super prestigious and you've got mm-hmm. to be good and you have to get in through a lottery and it takes ages. And now it's UTMB, the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc in, um, in France, Switzerland, based in Chamonix, um, which and is the equivalent pretty, European thing. Yeah,
0: it's pretty impressive too because, I mean, Lizzie won it five times and... It, it's it's not a short race. It's like the UTMB is what 170 kilometers. I mean yeah, that's,
1: usually that's... some some years it's been foreshortened because of bad weather, but the standard route is about 160, 170 kilometers.
0: And then what are the chances of having bad weather? Because I feel like every time I've seen the UTMB online They've been running through like hail and snow and yeah. rain. I and think the and chances the are pretty are freezing. good because okay. it goes through,
1: goes through some pretty high mountain passes. Um, so some sections are often traditionally quite bad. So I, th- I think chances of getting good weather are, are are probably less. But some years it's so bad they actually change the route just to be Oh safe. wow,
0: wow! So along with that. Winning the UTMB five times. She's also accomplished a few other things, and these were in the book. Uh, So out of the book I got, um, she was the 100-kilometer women's champion in, I believe it's 2006. Yes. And then uh, the 24-hour record on the road. I don't know if that's still valid today, but she had the 24-hour record.
1: Yeah, I don't think they talk much about road records these days, but she did, I think it was 247k on the road. The overall record was just was just um, broken by Camille Heron, but that was on the track. That was 262k in 2018. Oh my um,
0: goodness. So they run that on the track, on the 400 meter track, and they yeah, just go I around? So. Oh, I wow. think so, yeah.
1: Uh, you've got to be some sort of special zen zen person i think and <laughs> and lizzie was certainly was certainly that uh, and it was clear in a book that she you know she has the mental uh, strength and inclination towards these types of crazy challenges apart from apart from those things you know she's 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 done all sorts of races more i'll touch on a few things Typically, I think she just throws herself to the next challenge and has constantly done that through her career. And and she's more interested in the challenge than she is interested in necessarily, you know, winning the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, But then
0: she ends up winning also. So it's kind of interesting. She just kind of throws herself into it. Then it's like, oh my goodness, I won. Or that's sort of the, the impression I got in the first part of the book, like that she just kind of, she was surprised at her results when she finished the UTMB the first time, let's say.
1: Very much so. I mean, the, the book, the book sort of throws you in on the first page. She's some naive runner who's clearly a very good runner, but has decided to take on this challenge and has just gone to the UTMB and entered a 160 kilometer trail race, albeit she's trained, but she doesn't really know what to expect. and The book pitches you straight in right on page one into this young girl with very uncertain expectations, starting at the beginning of some enormous challenge in terms of a race that's going to go through the night, through the mountains. She's really wondering about whether she's going to be able to complete the race. Um, You know, they they can have something like 40% dropouts in this race, so... She's figuring about completing and then gradually finds herself going from 30th position to 25 to four, more forward, more forward, more forward, but not really expecting that she's going to win. Um, and is almost surprised well, at the end when she ends up winning. Never had the intention to do that, really went in for a challenge. And at the end of it, finds herself uh, as the, you know, the champion of one of the most pre- prestigious um, trail racers in the world um, and, and doesn't really know what to make of that. Yeah. Um,
0: that's kind of what I. What and, I and,
1: and sort thought. of she, she pitches us into that. And then while she's running the race, she takes she, in the, in the first section, which she calls uh, a journey of discovery. First few chapters. She's discovering the fact that she has this ability, mm-hmm. but also while she's talking us through her first UTMB She then takes us out of that and talks a bit through her history and her background. The fact that she was a child, she's, she's an English lady um, by birth. Uh, She was born and raised in Upminster, which was um, uh, a town in in the South of England. And she was involved in, in, um, she was a graduate in ecological sciences and she went on expeditions to Antarctica for her job
0: yeah, and I read so, one of her accomplishments was she was 2013 National Geographic Adventurer of the Year. So it's even before yeah, running. Yeah,
1: so she's into challenge. She's mentally into challenge rather mm-hmm. than and I think just happened to find that she had a skill uh, that she wasn't aware of for running and it fitted with her mentality. So um, she takes us through that. So uh, I was sort of captivated by that. And, and I think if you're reading the book for, um, you know, a sort of linear type continuation, it doesn't really work like that. It's more her headspace and then she'll visit several places and give you several pieces of information. So it's more of a book that you would read for, fee- for, for the feel of it, for the spirit mm-hmm. of it, yeah. rather than the technical nature of it.
0: Yeah. And I I kind of liked that. Like I kind of liked to have those, it was almost like, uh, you know, like in a, if you were watching it on a show, it would be sort of like little flashbacks and it was almost like the same thing. So you're reading about her, about her sort of, you know, uh, discovering that she's good at this long distance running thing. And then you'll have little snippets of her past which was uh, which was kind of cool because it's sort of like her whole story. It's not just her story of being a runner. It's like her story of about who she is and yeah, it's a little yeah. bit of
1: biography. But most of her experiences is, is around um, mm-hmm. her running her running exploits and up until about 2015. That's when the book goes to two. It kind of cuts there, and I believe she's going to have another book coming out. But uh, we'll talk about that when it comes out. So, um, yeah, in the first, in the first section, you, you, you get to know her character a little bit. You know, she goes off and climbs the Matterhorn, for example. You know, she's on an Antarctic expedition. After, after she wins UTMB, she gets into the 100K World Championship team for, for Great Britain. She, she, she goes off and runs for, for suddenly... She's, she's a girl who's interested in trying to get involved in, 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 in running. Suddenly, she's mm-hmm. running for her country in world championships. I know. And, it's, it's... and she describes, you know, her surprise and total innocence of being drug tested at the end of the, um, <laughs> at the, end of the world championships. You never knew these things existed.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: like refreshingly naive, or at least it is for me. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I find it like that. Very unpretentious. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, very, you know, innocent in the, in the nice, the nice phrase of the nice sort of.
0: And it sounds like it was kind of, it was confirmed like when you met her in person, because it was, you know, most people didn't even know who she was and.
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: And she was, you know, kind of, you know, just letting everybody else have their experience and not kind of taking, uh, taking, Taking up all the space, sort of thing, and very humble, even though she's accomplished. I mean, just these incredible things.
1: Yeah, and and after all of that stuff, she keeps doing UTMB, and uh, she, she keeps winning. I think she mm-hmm. comes second one year, but she she racks up five wins all altogether. And um, in section two, she starts to get a fascination for um, for going to Nepal. And um, visiting, perhaps the, the being interested in in running in the high mountains, uh, whereas she's experienced the Alps.
0: Yeah, which it's is a, the the journey of exploration. Uh, this a, is. yeah. It's a
1: little bit like, um, you know, and why I was fascinated by it is a little bit like I guess my own my own or a, a mega version of my own little experience, where. I went off to run in in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado and and thought, wow, I never thought I would do this. That's fantastic. And then you do that a couple of times and you go, so I've run in the Alps. I've run in the Rocky (laughs) Mountains. What should we do next? Maybe we'll go to Nepal and run in the Himalayas. That would be fun. And you see her doing exactly that, but on a much bigger scale and uh, having experienced that myself, you know, sort of living vicariously through through her uh, exploits in the book.
0: Yeah. And I guess you can sort of, I mean, you can relate to it because it's sort of the same path that you took. Whereas for me, I mean, these, these distances, they're just, I, I can barely wrap my head around those distances. I mean, like I'm totally a pure road runner and have never run anything well, with the exception of one race, I have not run anything longer than a marathon. And I'm all about the speed and and this whole trail runner.
1: Yeah, uh, we're gonna get you, we'll get you out of this and get more mature, <laughs> Liz. But um, you have to realize that it's not about a race. It's it's a race, but it's not about a race. It's about an experience.
0: But then maybe they shouldn't call it a race. They should call it an experience <laughs> because <laughs> my brain hears race and I just, I, I, I keep, I need, I just need to find a way to race. And then.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a race second, let's say. Okay. Experience okay. first. And, yeah. and really, um, you know, that that's what Lizzie, Lizzie kind of touches on that with respect to, The the second part of her book, which she calls A Journey of Exploration, where she becomes fascinated with um, the idea of a new challenge and a new experience. And because she's an elite athlete, rather than just go to the Himalayas and run around and go, ooh, I'm in the Himalayas, (laughs) she becomes uh, sort of lured by the idea of her fastest known time um, from, from Everest Base Camp to Kathmandu.
0: Yes. And she does this rave, not race, sorry, uh,
1: the extreme challenges. Yeah, it is a rave. Well, it's, it's, it's a speed event. She's trying to cover it, but she's doing it on her own. It's not an organized, it's, it's not an organized uh, event. But
0: she does it three times. I mean, she doesn't do it once, and it's 320 kilometers, and she does it three times.
1: Yes, she does, and it With... takes her 75 hours the first time, and eventually, several years later, when she does the final one, she gets it down to 63 hours. But to go from, to go from Everest base camp to Kathmandu, if, the trouble is if you're reading the book and, and you, you haven't been there or you haven't experienced those kind of things – it's a little bit how like having children, you know. I, I can describe it to you, but until you have your own, you won't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you really, what you won't know. I mean, uh, it's, the, the the oxygen is so thin there, um, and the terrain's so tough, and it's so hard to move. When 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 we went out there, we did a little section of the 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 base camp trail to acclimatize, the sort of lower end. And, and and we flew in to the airport there, the little airport at Lukla Airport, quite an experience. And, and we hiked up um, to one of the villages, Namche Bazaar, and, and then did tried to do some running. We could hardly move when we first got there because of not being able to breathe very well. And we were nowhere near the base camp and the height of the base camp to actually go there and then run back. And instead of running back to the airport, to run all the way back to Kathmandu, it's difficult It's difficult to imagine. I guess it's downhill. That's the only thing you could say about it. It's downhill.
0: Well, that's positive. Downhill downhill makes it a little yeah, easier. I mean,
1: just to get to the start uh, at Everest Base Camp, you've got to fly in and then you've got like six or seven days hike for a normal hum- human being. Oh, wow. I mean, we, we hiked for two days. We got about a third of the way. So it seems about right. But she she did that with a two in a two day hike, uh, up to five thousand three hundred meters altitude at the base camp, and then arrived. You must be completely exhausted. And then she basically turned around and started running back, and then she ran for seventy five hours. Wow! Um, so so it's it's, it's, a, it's a little bit bonkers the challenge, and and I think you don't get a feel for just how amazing that is because Lizzie, what she describes it to to you. She's a little bit in her headspace as well. She's talking about the beauty of it and the the spiritual nature of it, which is all true, and the isolation and how, how Zen that is. But also, it's a bonkers challenge, uh, yeah. and, then, and then to run constantly—it's it's, just—it's just amazing. Yeah. So to I want to I do would- it again and a third time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember, I remember, I, I think, like, this is one of the sections of the book that you, you know, you kind of marvel at. And for me, I really had a hard time. Uh, I think I I kind of lost focus in this section of the book. And I think I had to reread, uh, reread a few parts because I would be reading and, and because there were all these names of villages that I didn't know and that I couldn't imagine. It was, it was sort of like just reading Almost like reading another language. So it it's it was interesting because for you it was it was just uh, super inspirational because of what she did, but the way she described it, like for you, it spoke to you, or it sounds like it did.
1: But yeah, I guess we. Uh, I was a, I was able to. Uh, I it wasn't really when I was reading, reading the book for the first time, but but when I read the book afterwards, uh, having been in the area, you know, I was able to actually see some of the towns because I've been there or if I hadn't been there I'd been to enough places that I knew what they looked like and knew what they felt like and I could see you know I had a had a complete mental picture of what it would look like which yeah if you don't have that you know you're just reading words and the words are a bit foreign and you don't really know what it means so it's a good it's good it's a good reason why she listened to this podcast so that i can describe it to you guys <laughs> and now you can go and read it again with a different view while, while she's while she's doing these these attempts at everest in between those attempts well not attempts i, I guess there there's successful um descents from everest base camp to kathmandu 320k mm-hmm. but in between the the years she's in her head in terms of um performance but in many ways, a lot of the like the super performance in terms of the the athletic uh, victories and things, she almost just dismisses them. Not really dismisses them, but just mentions them and just moves on, because as she says in the book, she becomes more obsessed with the challenge rather than the victories. It, t- it took me a while, but I, ma- I managed to tease out reading her book that that she that she won. What was it? She won. She won the UTMB in two thousand and twelve. It was a bit foreshortened, you know. It was only one hundred and ten kilometers instead of one hundred and sixty. But she won. She came first. Mm -hmm. Um, She also won a hundred mile race in Colorado. That's another one hundred and sixty k race. And then she also came first in the Spartathlon in Greece. Um, First lady. She was third overall. That's two hundred and forty six kilometers. And you go, wow! That's wow! What an achievement for one year's worth of uh, performance. But, yeah. But actually, when you read it, they were all in the same month.
0: Oh my goodness, that's uh, that's. And, and, I mean,
1: and you don't even, see, you know, if, if, if I did that, I would write two books about it, just about, <laughs> and just about that. <laughs> and 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 you know, wouldn't wouldn't you be justified? You know, it's just. It just sort of happens bypassed and sort of bypassed in the, um, in the book because she's so unassuming and she's more mm-hmm. focused on the challenge and the experience.
0: And it almost. shows, yeah, it shows. And
1: I love you know, that.
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of nice because it's, it's sort of like, she's kind of, it's almost like a child, like a childhood it, love. It, exactly kind of that. Thing, exactly almost. that. Yeah,
1: it's a, yeah. it's, it's a you know, when I talked about innocence earlier, it's a childlike innocence in terms of um, a love for something, mm-hmm. a pure love. And oh, that's fantastic. You know, I, I, I love running in trails and mountains. And that's what I feel when I do that. And so when somebody writes about it and I go, that's it. That's it. That's what she's saying. That's the stuff. That's, uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the secret source of trail running.
0: So that's why, that's why I think the book seemed, you seemed to be so, you know, you passed me, I like, I, I borrowed the book from you and I remember you being just so enthusiastic about it and be like, like I, I wanted to love this book because you had enjoyed it so much and, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah it was it it just seemed like it really spoke to you. it seemed like it uh it brought you i don't know maybe some good yeah and I think just thoughts. talking with you
1: now we're touching we're touching on the reason why and mm-hmm. that's kind of cool and I'm feeling a little bit uh a little bit tingly now, just talking about it, which is pretty cool. We should talk more about these things
0: i guess we should we should read read more trail books i'm, I'm there thinking. you go. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and if you don't feel it, that's okay, young Padawan. You have many, (laughs) you have many years to develop your experience.
0: Well, I I did my first trail experience, so maybe with some further trail experience, I can reread the book and uh, have a better appreciation. I think when we were when we were running in
1: in um, the Selkirk Mountains in Revelstoke last year, Mm -hmm. I think you saw with your partner Andre uh, and myself you saw what it is that kind of gets us going when we get into the trails there.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's very different. And I found mentally the training for it was hard, but once we got there and the whole experience and the, uh, and you know, you, it was a little bit like, like Lizzie Hawker because you know, you meet these people and, and uh, I'm, I know like Andre, Andre, my partner is, is just uh, very social. So he talked to everybody and he's, he was like, oh, did you know this person was, uh, was an elite. I don't know, skier or uh, went to, uh, qualified for the Olympics in this other sport. And, and so there were these people there that were not necessarily from a running background, but they were doing, they were very good trail runners. They
1: were adventurous probably. And
0: yeah, and they were, they were all there and, and just, you know, everybody was just very nice and it felt like a big community. And
1: yeah. And in fact, it's a small community. Or so a small said. community, but, I guess. But you know, shout out to the uh, the Trans Selkirk's uh, Trail Run. that happens every year, five days in the um, Selkirk Mountains out of Revelstoke. Great event. Um, still, in, still in its growth phase. Get in, and get in now while you can get in easily. Superb. Anyway, back to us. I know, I know. Your holy grail is your ho- holy grail at the moment is the three-hour marathon. Yes um so one thing at a time
0: yeah yeah i i have tunnel vision when i you know when I have yeah. a goal <laughs>
1: yeah so. we'll talk, no doubt no doubt we'll talk about that more as we get on to more books um so um you know lizzie does does all these fantastic things, and you get to live vicariously through her love and and uh pure enjoyment of the challenge of of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we come on to section three, which she has a name for, she calls it a journey of rediscovery and realization where she starts to get injured. So, so in, you know, instead of the book finishing in a, a tumultuous sort of victory, it, it, it kind of finishes with a section where she's injured and she's trying to get ready to do events And then she gets injured again. She ends up with a whole series of stress fractures and not being able to and having to pull out of events and not being able to enter events. And really saying, asking herself, well, if I'm a runner and now I can't run because I keep getting injured, I don't know how many stress fractures she has. She has at least four.
0: At least Um, four, yeah. yeah.
1: I was trying to count them in the book, but it's hard to follow. But at least four stress fractures. And she ends up sort of really asking herself if she's a runner and she can't run, then who is she? Who is Mm -hmm. she now that she's done all this running and and now she can't do anything? But rather than just sort of leave it there, she tries to answer that question. So it becomes sort of a a little bit zen um, in terms of, you know, living with her injuries and how she copes with that going from, you know, enormous mileage to nothing, and then mm-hmm. doing other things, becoming a yoga yoga teacher, um, trying to respect failures, trying to learn lessons through through the experience of being injured, rather than learning lessons through the experience of overcoming um, challenges.
0: And she doesn't give up hope either because every time, you know, a stress fracture, she's basically complete rest for, you know, weeks on end. She yeah. loses all her fitness and then she'll, she'll you know, she'll recover and she tries again. So I found that was, that was really, uh, you know, it, it, it really shows her character's strength. Because she's just she doesn't do it once. I mean, you know, four stress fractures. So she, she really, you know, she really gets goes from being super fit and doing all these things that are so you know hard to even even think of, let alone do. And then she goes to being completely, you know, after having rested and and being completely detrained and unfit and then she'll she'll get back into it which is uh
1: and then get injured again and,
0: and then get know, injured and then, again and then
1: you think oh my god i'll just uh, i'll just be i would be a complete wreck but she mm-hmm. just keeps she then views that as another type of challenge and she goes deep inside of herself and she's looking for you know ways to cope and you you new things to learn from those from those experiences
0: Mm -hmm. which which is actually I mean it's such a great way to to look at it and and but it it, you know it's it's so hard because I mean like I had plantar fasciitis and I thought it was the end of the world because you're
1: (laughs) kind of out for a year really weren't you
0: I, yeah, I was, and but even it it wasn't even at all like her experience because wow. she couldn't run at all because she had a stress fracture. Whereas I was able to run, but I was just running very very little. But I could at least like you know go out and have some fresh air and put on running shoes, which I think is is part of what keeps you sane as an injured runner, even if you you're used to running every day and then you end up only running every second day. It's still that little, that little, uh, routine, that little bit of normalcy, but she loses it all. And, and she loses it all every time she gets back into shape and she's training for another event. And then right before the event, she has to pull out.
1: Yeah. I mean, as a last word. There's There's a little poem that she writes at the start of the last chapter and she she writes references to it to everything in the book where she gets her quotes from, and things like that, except she doesn't write a reference to this, and I can't find a reference to this, so I suspect maybe she wrote it herself, but I don't know for sure and it speaks to me, and I might just read the poem just to sort of close my spiel and we can then we can talk about the we can talk about the book itself. It's called lines. And if anybody knows where it comes from uh, or if Lizzie's listening and she can confirm that it's hers, um, I'd like to know. The lines that we cross and the lines that we don't cross. The start line and the race that we didn't plan to run. The finish line that we never thought we'd reach. The red line that we almost came too close to. The fine line between doing too much and not enough. The line that dangles us precariously somewhere between injury and being in the form of our life the line that marks the boundary of what we thought was possible, the line that signifies the edge we are pushing towards, the line that is our sutra, the thread that pulls all the terrifyingly beautiful, disparate parts of our life together and takes us right back to where we started.
0: Hmm.
1: Isn't that nice?
0: It is nice, yeah. I, I had a small, like, this, I've picked out one small quote, which seemed to sort of sum up her, her journey of self-discovery. Um, so she says at the end of the book to be running is enough because if I'm running, then I'm alive and to be alive is everything. And so it feels like, like it, The end of the book, it it sort of gave it closure because, you know, in the middle of the book, she was asking herself, you know, on her third attempt of the uh, Everest base camp to Kathmandu, she's saying, uh, you know, she says uh, that it's trying to tease out the why of doing something like that. And so she basically did the third attempt, not because she was trying to break her own record again, but because she wanted to try and figure out why she does it, which is really you know yeah. a very long way to run to try and figure out why you're going to why you run that distance um and i feel like that closing sort of sentence just seems like like it just seemed like it gave everything um she just finds meaning in pure in just running she does it because i guess she just likes to run sort of makes her feel alive
1: and probably every ultra runner will identify strongly with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so. I think most runners will as well. I mean, I that sort of ending spoke to me, even if some of the uh, some of the middle part didn't.
1: Well, it's a good opportunity at the end to talk about that. Wow. How what do we think about the book?
0: So I think, uh, well, the first thing, what kind of book is it? I mean, we sort of already mentioned that it's more of an autobiography. It's her personal journey and growth through running. Uh, I guess it could be an inspirational type of book. It's, yeah, it's inspirational more like a, rather than, mm-hmm. yeah. It, does, it rather doesn't than give motivational
1: information. or informational push, but it gives you some inspiration if you identify with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, I guess, uh, I guess my. So you opinion? say the
1: middle section didn't work for you. You've yeah you've said that.
0: Yeah, I found the middle section to to sort of not speak to me so much, and and so that was. You I would know. say as
1: well, if you probably if you're looking for coherency, in terms of, here's an event, and then it leads to this next event, and then it leads to this next event, and then it leads to this next event. Like chronological coherency and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's probably not a um, a good book for that. But if you're looking for something that gives you some inspiration, and you can align with where she's coming from, then it's a fantastic book for that. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: or like in your case, I found that well, it seems like it gave you a lot of motivation because you 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 know you you then decided to go and do this this three week trip to Nepal. Uh, where you were running in those same places so
1: yeah and um, you know if you're into that stuff and you have that mentality it's a fantastic inspirational book a feel good Mm -hmm. I, Uh, I, I was getting goosebumps just talking to you about it basically
0: so I mean, I did get some positive you know, training, out of the book. Training
1: programs don't give me goosebumps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I very much enjoy reading about training programs, but but I understand that you know that there's got to be books for everybody, and we're not all the same. So <laughs>
1: sure,
0: okay. um, I did. I think you can still get something positive out of every book. So I did get something out of this book. I, you know, I could I could pretty much, you know, every runner can identify with her. With her thought process during her injuries, and you know I did find it I did find that it was pretty inspiring to see that she she just you know got back up on the horse after, and I found that uh, I enjoyed the first part as well where she sort of accidentally discovers her talent as a long distance runner uh, because I feel like it 's sort of proof that we don 't know what we 're capable of until we try, and I think sometimes. Yeah don't even we put limits on ourselves before yeah, we, even. we we don't
1: even try because we think mm-hmm. it's not possible
0: exactly yeah. exactly and I mean you know not it's it's a bit of a common theme you know you hear you hear runners say this all the time like they like oh I I can't I can't run that fast well like you can't run that fast today but if you tried uh, maybe you could and so I feel like you know like she just kind of didn't really think anything of it she just jumped in there and tried and and just accidentally found out that she was good at this this long distance trail running thing so uh i i i really like yeah, that makes you,
1: makes you wonder maybe how many super champions there are who've never really um discovered this their, their real skill because mm-hmm. it's been lying dormant and they haven't activated it
0: yeah because they didn't try uh, in terms of who i think would like this book i think it probably speaks more to trail runners um but um you know it's also it's a good story she does tell a good story i would say that it it does flow pretty well like she the the writing's pretty good so so readability rating i would give that a 5 stars for sure i liked the sort of like it's not chronological but you do um get these little insights. It's true that you don't always know what happened first and second. Sometimes you have to think about it a little bit, but it it reads it reads really well. And uh, overall though, I'm only, I'm giving it three stars just because of the fact that for myself, not really being much of a trail runner. Middle section, which is quite a big
1: section, is kind of boring for you.
0: Yeah, it's a third of the book. And yeah, uh, yeah so so I had a hard time with that. But um, I think you probably give it a different rating.
1: Yeah, I guess um, if, if you're if you're um, uh, looking for a technical book or a how-to book or uh, some tips, you know this is not the book for you. Um, so it's not that kind of book, and it doesn't pretend to be that kind of book. So the rating doesn't doesn't uh, revolve around that. So if you're looking for an inspirational book, and as you say, you're into the mentality of the challenge. And you like uh Wild Places, yeah, I think uh, this is definitely the book for you. Um you shouldn't miss this one. Go out and get it now, quick. For <laughs> it sells out. <sighs> I give it five point two out of five. I, I think when you get it when you get something where you get a uh an emotional response to it, I think that's always it's always a good sign. I'm putting it right up there.
0: That's fair. That's fair. So um
1: just above five out of five. <laughs> what can I say? I loved it. So that's that 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 would be my uh my rating.
0: Okay, well that's sound, that sounds good. I mean we don't have to always agree on everything. So this is one of those times when we don't, which is perfectly fine. Um and uh, so that would be probably about all I had to say as well Yeah, I mean
1: after that though I guess our, our our listeners can decide for themselves mm-hmm. you can say well I've heard enough or uh, uh that's that's convinced me that I uh, should go and read that book or or now I know it's not the kind of book that I want so that's I think yeah that's useful so-
0: so we hope that uh, at least we were able to help uh, help everybody decide if the book is for them if you've never heard of lizzie hawker maybe this podcast has added an extra book to your reading list we do have uh, a running book reviews page on facebook on twitter and instagram so you can follow us and and uh, give us feedback on maybe other books that you'd like us to read in the future or uh, things that you think that we can improve on.
1: That would be great. Until then, happy reading.